0: Welcome to another episode of No Tears for Black Girls, a true crime podcast with a purpose. Written and produced by award-winning author John Reedberg. I'm your host, Samantha Paul. Let's dive in. Christopher Hampton committed a heinous crime that left us questioning his humanity. In a fit of rage over money, he brutally murdered Tamika Houston by striking her with a searing hot iron. Overwhelmed with guilt and panic, he borrowed a friend's car and went on an overnight journey to hide her body. But it wasn't just the murder that shocked the community, it was also how Hampton disposed of Tamika's remains, buried in a wooded area near an industrial development, marked only by a makeshift cross made from tree branches. As Tamika's family searched for answers, Hampton's guilt consumed him, and he attempted to turn himself in by revealing the location of her body. However, fate intervened, and he found solace in the mountains where he claimed to hear Tamika's voice in the gentle breeze. He would often sit there, gazing into the distance as if searching for her. Tamika Huston was not just a victim. She was a free-spirited soul chasing her dream of becoming a singer. And when that didn't work out, she pursued a career in nursing instead. Her loved ones remember her as spontaneous and always seeking new adventures. As summer turned to fall, the Huston family's concern grew into fear as Tamika's phone went unanswered and her social media accounts remained inactive. The once vibrant and spirited Tamika had seemingly vanished without a trace. As Tamika's Aunt Rebecca frantically dialed 911, her fears were confirmed. Her beloved niece was missing. The police arrived at Tamika's home and immediately noticed something was amiss. They found her dogs abandoned and on the brink of starvation. And to make matters worse, her car was gone, and there were no traces of activity on her phone or bank records. As the investigation unfolded, a familiar name arose, Tamika's ex-boyfriend, Terrence Moss. With recent reports of their rocky relationship, could he have played a role in her sudden disappearance? But as the authorities dug deeper, they discovered Tamika had accused Terrence of physical abuse in the past, which he only admitted to once before falling to his knees in remorse. Though they filed charges, they postponed the court date, leaving questions about their toxic relationship unanswered. While they initially considered Terrence a prime suspect, new information emerged that led to his exoneration. Tamika's face and a car on flyers around town were the subjects of a crucial tip given by a woman. Her sharp eye led the police to discover an apartment complex four miles away from Tamika's home, where they found her abandoned car. Inside the vehicle, investigators uncovered a partial fingerprint that did not match Terence or anyone in the database. Additionally, a set of keys unrelated to Tamika or her car home was discovered on the passenger side floorboard. These keys could hold vital clues about whoever handled Tamika's disappearance or harm. The search continued as authorities pieced together this disturbing puzzle. The key was the key to solving this mysterious disappearance. But this key was different it had a stamp AA14. This crucial clue led the police on a wild goose chase, from locksmith to locksmith, until one finally recognized the keys as belonging to the Fremont School Apartments. The abandoned elementary school turned into a public housing project seemed like a dead end with 46 apartments and no sign of Tamika. But upon closer investigation, they found that they had switched all the doorknobs out, a common practice after tenants moved out. The police were unaware of the location of the old doorknob. That is until they tried an abandoned apartment in the basement, where surprisingly, the keys worked perfectly. Flooding issues caused this apartment to be deserted, and it hadn't been occupied for quite some time. Finally getting somewhere, the police contacted the apartment manager, who provided them with a list of past and present tenants. After showing the list to Tamika's loved ones, a friend revealed she had been seeing a man named Chris. Despite not knowing his last name, there was only one Chris on the list, Christopher Hampton. When they ran a background check on Christopher, they discovered he had a criminal history and had served time for robbing a bank in May of 2000. To make matters more suspicious, they let him out of jail when Tamika vanished. With this lead in hand, they located Christopher in jail for violating his parole. However, when questioned about Tamika's whereabouts, he claimed to have no knowledge. Fate intervened as Christopher's fingerprints failed to match the partial print found in Tamika's car. The search continued as new leads emerged and the truth slowly unraveled. The police received a phone call from Christopher's ex who was also the mother of his two young children. She revealed Christopher had mailed her his wallet for safekeeping, but it wasn't the wallet that caught her attention. It was a spot of blood on a photo inside. As the police arrived to collect the damning evidence, they couldn't ignore the feeling that something sinister was at play. Forensics confirmed that the blood belonged to Tamika, who had been missing for months. But when confronted with the blood, Christopher claimed it could have belonged to anyone, with only circumstantial evidence and nobody, the case seemed to hit a dead end. But then, a woman came forward. She had been seeing Christopher during the same time Tamika disappeared and had information about his apartment, a large stain in his bedroom and a dresser pushed against his closet. It was enough for the police to get a search warrant. What they found inside apartment 215 was bone-chilling. A strong smell of bleach filled the air and there were obvious signs of a cleanup. When they pulled up the carpet, they discovered bloodstains and luminol testing revealed even more traces of blood. After over a year after Tamika's disappearance, DNA testing confirmed that the blood indeed belonged to her. Confronted with this conclusive evidence, Christopher remained silent until he stood up and offered to show the police where he had hidden Tamika's body. He led them to a shallow grave marked with a crude cross made of sticks, her remains confirmed by dental records. Christopher had no words as they arrested him for Tamika's murder. The only question left was why. Why would someone take such drastic actions and then try to hide their tracks? We may never know the answer. As the details unfolded in court, they revealed Christopher had a vicious altercation with Tamika in his apartment. The heated argument escalated to violence, and Christopher reached for a nearby iron to strike Tamika. It spilled blood, staining his wallet and the floor. In a panic, he wrapped her body in bedsheets and hid her in the closet. But that wasn't the end of his disturbing actions. That same night, he engaged in sexual activity with a 15-year-old girl, while Tamika's lifeless body lay just feet away. The next day, as if nothing had happened, Christopher borrowed a friend's car to dispose of Tamika's body. He then abandoned her car and dropped his keys. Despite his claims, It was evident that this was a deliberate and premeditated murder years passed with no resolution for tamika the media who preferred sensationalized stories about missing white women ignored her case like only later with the help of platforms like oxygen.com and the hbo max documentary series black and missing did tamika's story receive the attention it deserved exposing the prevalence of the missing white woman syndrome tamika houston a young and stunning woman possessed a promising future that was cut short, but the color of her skin determined how much attention to her disappearance was received. They caught her killer, and he is now serving a life sentence, but nothing can fill the void left by Tamika's absence. Then came the summer when another white woman, Lori Hacking, went missing in Salt Lake City. The national media jumped on the case, leaving Tamika's story in the shadows once again. It wasn't until newscaster and political commentator Gwen Ifill coined the term Missing White Woman Syndrome that people saw the blatant disparity in media coverage for missing women of color compared to their white counterparts. While the nation fixated on the disappearance of another young, attractive white woman, Natalie Holloway, they ignored a forgotten statistic. Tamika, an African-American girl who had also gone missing in similar circumstances. Despite the tireless efforts of her aunt and advocate, Rebka Howard, to keep Tamika's case from being buried, it remained overshadowed by Natalie's high-profile case. But Howard refused to let Tamika and other unsung victims be silenced, demanding justice and media coverage regardless of race or background. This is the untrue story of countless missing women who were ignored but are now demanding to be heard. Thirteen years after Tamika's disappearance, Detectives made a startling discovery, the lifeless bodies of Anthony Houston and his wife, Jennifer, in their apartment. What appeared to be a tragic murder-suicide was the last act in a long-standing cycle of domestic abuse. It's a heartbreaking reminder of how one man's violent actions can devastate an entire family. And though this revelation brought closure, the scars of this harrowing tragedy will never heal for those who love Tamika. Tamika. As we honor her memory, let us also raise awareness and act against domestic violence to prevent future tragedies like this from occurring. Love us? Leave us a positive review or rating. Follow No Tears for Black Girls on social media and No Tears for BG on Twitter. Be blessed. Be loved. Stay safe.